And welcome back to the Yankee Nation podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, just a couple weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Um, really excited about that. And, uh, you know, we actually have a lot on the uh, docket today. We'll talk about Hall of Fame results right off the bat. And then we'll, we got stuff like Michael King's take on the Soto trade and, you know, uh, and Boone was on WFAN yesterday and we took notes on that. Um, we'll get, we'll get into all that and, you know, some of the articles that were posted this week on the Yankees. Um, but in the meantime, Brian back out on the West coast. How you doing? Doing well, staying dry. Um, the good news mm-hmm. is most of the rains are over now and, and stuff. Uh, San Diego, downtown San Diego and South of there hit, uh, made, you know, hit the major federal national papers and, uh, and news news uh, cycles uh, over the, the amount of rain that they had, almost four inches of rain uh, in downtown um, and uh, parts south. We up, 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 I'm in North San Diego County in a little town called Vista. And we, we had about two inches of rain, still a lot, a lot of rain. It's been probably the wettest January uh, that I've been out here for since 2007. Um, and it's so wet that there is moss growing on the concrete out here i mean just it's just you know it, it, and it's um it's uh something that was it was kind of interesting i i took a picture of it and uh let me see because we are video now um yeah i don't know if you can see that but there's it's uh-huh. probably not showing up so well but that yellow spots and stuff in the middle is actually green moss and mm. um and stuff so we have uh but but it's uh it's drying out a little bit. We're uh, we're due for a good week from here on. It'll we're in the mid sixties again instead of the low fifties. And you know, I mean, all you guys in the yeah. Northeast, I can't really can't really you know play a fiddle about our weather compared to what you guys are experiencing. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we just had like about a week or so of probably in like the teens mm. when it came to the temperature. Yeah. Uh, but yesterday it went up to the the 40s. It's going to be in like the 50s later this week. Uh, but it's going to be raining. But I mean, it was nice to see all the snow melt yesterday. I was kind of, I was uh, <laughs> the snow came a little late this year where I was like I was like okay I'm mentally past like the the point where I I want a snow day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because I because I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for spring. I'm ready for pitchers and catchers. I'm ready to watch uh, the Yankees in spring training. So, well, you having that virtual um, job, you don't get many snow days now. So, you know, and of course, oh, yeah, no snow days. Yeah, you're, you're, you're past, you're past all that. School's all done and everything. But I did see that right. the, the ponds and lakes were freezing over. It had been cold enough out there. They were starting to do that. So, yep. Um, yeah, but uh, good news in the Hall of Fame yesterday. Uh, you know, we got a. I, I think we've got a really good class coming in. So, yeah. Um, so the three, let's get to the three players who got voted in. Um, Adrian Beltre, uh, which is not mm-hmm. a surprise. Um, kind of a late bloomer, actually. Um, you know, signed yep. that one-year pillow contract with the Red Sox in 2010. Had a great year. And then and then he had, like, an incredible career after that with yeah. the Rangers. Um, and he goes in as a Ranger, I believe. So, he is. He, he's um, going to go in as a ranger, and he he averaged over two hundred hits a year for several years. Right? Yeah. you know, for his for his career, he averaged over. And so, you know, yeah, he, there's a guy who did it the old fashioned way, and a darn good third baseman too. 
yeah he's he's one of the guys who sticks out to me like with with vlad guerrero as like a bad ball hitter like the, that yeah. guy could hit like a ball yeah. at his heels <laughs> for a home run <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah he had that, that that one knee finish or whatever he, he would yes. go to his knee after yep. he, he swings yep. um but yeah um todd helton uh got got voted in i i think he's deserving um you know he got some negative voting results in past years because of the cores effect. But yes. if you look at his road numbers, it's their hall of fame too. So, yeah. Um, and it's also I, uh, harder for Rockies yeah. players to play yeah. on the road. It is. And he's the um, second Rocky that's made it. He's the second Rocky that's made it over the years in the last few years. Um, yeah. This always brings up a little bit of a bad blood thing for me in that Don Mattingly missed the mm -hmm. hall of fame. Okay. Uh, Don Mattingly, in my mind, was a much was a better first baseman that had a better, uh, a shorter career, which is part of the challenge, right? Um, and stuff. But but Don Mattingly was just so good in his prime, and uh, and the fact that he hasn't been mm -hmm. voted into the Hall of Fame, and of course he's passed his ten year window, well past it. Um, so he'll be probably in the veteran vote when they get in. But there's a guy to me that I just still so deserving of getting into the hall of fame. Uh, and I, when I see Todd Helton go in, I'm like, damn, they really missed it with Mattingly. So. Yep. Yeah. It's, but, um, but it's good for Todd. Good for Todd. Right. Yeah. The Mattingly thing is like, it's always the discussion with Yankee fans where like his peak was deserving, you know? But, yep. And, um, yeah, of course, he he fell off because of injuries at the end, yeah, and that, he, that's unfortunate. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he if that didn't if that didn't help, he wouldn't be a much easier vote to get in. Not for that. Um, and then the last guy who gets in uh, is Joe Mauer. Uh, he, I, I don't, I honestly haven't had got gone into like the the statistics of like Joe Mauer, but I, everyone seems to be thinking he's deserving too. He was a great player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have no problem with Joe Maurer getting in. Joe Maurer uh, was uh, a Minnesota twin, um, right. I think career-wise. Um, and uh, and it was great because he, he brings back another good memory for us is when uh, my uh, in-laws would do their winter down in uh, Fort Myers. And Minnesota twins were on the east end of Fort Myers uh, for their spring training. And the Boston Red Sox were on the west end of Fort Myers we would be able to ride bikes down to the Minnesota twins and they had fan appreciation day on a Saturday. And my son, Mike and I got a chance to go there and Mike's got a sign. Mike's got at least one autograph ball that has Joe Maurer on, you know, he's not on the sweet spot. Paul Molitor and Kirby Puckett both signed the sweet spot of the baseball uh, and stuff. But it was just one of those where you had, you had a great crew um, down there. And it was, it was, let me see, it was early in Maurer's career, real early in Maurer's career when he was on there. So, but it was another fun moment. That's cool. Um, yeah. The top three guys who missed out uh, percentage wise when it comes to voting is, uh, or are Billy Wagner. He's at 73.8%. He, you know, reliever yeah. for the Astros. He's probably going to get in in the next few years. Maybe even next year because he's really, he was really close he's this year. Really close, yeah. Um, Gary Sheffield drops off the ballot. Uh, 
someone I think he sh- should be in. You know, he what he has like four hundred or five hundred home runs, something like that. But yeah. he he had sixty three point nine percent. And then Andrew Jones was uh, the next closest at sixty one point six. So I don't know. Andrew Jones is an interesting case, but. Um, so, so what's interesting here, and sorry, I'm going to go back to Helton and Mattingly for a second. Uh, so mm-hmm. Helton played 17 years. Mattingly played 14 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Helton uh, had a 316 lifetime batting average. Mattingly 307. Um, on base percentage was 414 for Helton. Uh, 358 for Mattingly. Um, but Mattingly had the better slugging percentage, actually. Oh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Take it back. Felton had that too. Okay. So I'll sit back in my uh, seat a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, the difference between 14 years and 17 years isn't a whole lot. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. yeah, what might have been. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the um, – regarding Matt- Mattingly and, like, the kind of dramatic – fall off at the end because of injuries. It reminds me of, um, you know, another Yankee who was probably on a Hall of Fame track but isn't there number what numbers-wise is uh, Bernie Williams. Um, you know, uh, he kind of, he fell off really bad. Like, he was amazing for, like, the dynasty years and then probably, yeah. like, to, from 2002 on was just not not very good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was just no, that a, was a, good one. a sharp yeah. fall off. Um, but but part of the core five, you know, I mean, he's always, I mean, yeah. when you when you expand to five, he was already, he was two years, two to three years ahead of the other guys. And uh, was it even that much? Probably more than that, actually. Um, yeah, he was, he was up before yeah. the the core four that they, right. they talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he was on that that '94 team that was really good, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, um, I have a question written down here, and it's who is a Yankee you believe should be in the Hall of Fame that isn't? I think you know your answer is probably Mattingly from from the way with the, the discussions <laughs> yeah. we've had yeah, I so guess far. I've kind of led into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have two that stick out in my mind. And okay. you know, I'll, I'll go the first one. I'll, I'll the second one. I'm going to name. I think you're going to really like Brian. As I, I, I hid the name before the podcast started. But yep. okay, uh, yeah. So the first one, I, I think Andy Pettit is deserving. To be honest. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I know. Yeah, he has the the PED uh, he, connection as he, well. Yeah, he admitted he to some, it. Got some bad advice from Roger Clemens and uh, and took some to help speed up his healing uh, uh, when he had an injury. And uh, yeah, I think he, I think he greatly regrets that. Um, yeah. You know, that was just not in his persona to go do that. Um, uh, uh, but uh, you know, the idea of him uh, being in, yeah. I mean, when you look at it, he doesn't, his postseason uh, prowess is probably the thing that stands out, but he was just so consistent as a left. I mean, the, I don't know him off the top of my head, but when you look at the counting stats, like they're there, you know, he, he compiled enough to, you know, have a, have a good case. You know, of course the, 
the steroid connection, um, it doesn't do him any favors. Um, the second name I, I want to bring up, and I think he is number one on the list of Yankees who should be on in the Hall of Fame when you take into account no steroid incompletion, uh, implications or PED connections. And uh, that's Greg Nettles. So, um, Brian, I think you're on mute, but I, I know you've talked about growing up watching Greg, Greg Nettles. Um, you know, he, one of the best, one of the best third basemen of his era. He doesn't get enough credit for yeah. the Yankees winning the World Series in '77 and '78, um, and yeah. and that whole era and stuff. As a matter of fact, one of his biggest claims to fame in all of that part was after the celebration of the 1977 World Series and stuff. His wife was at a table with some of. Uh, they, it was it was a celebration for the players and family and people in the organization. Apparently, Reggie Jackson brought an entourage of people outside of the organization, and mm. that got that got uh, basically Nettles pop Reggie after after there were some comments were made by 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 uh, Jackson's entourage to his wife, and they basically kicked her off the table she was on so that they could take over the table. And he goes, no, 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 that ain't happening. Apparently, Reggie came back and said something. What are you going to do about it? And Nettles just popped him one. And, uh, and that was the that was the that was the whole back page after that celebration. And it was it was one of those moments where you were like, okay, definitely the Bronx Zoo, definitely a lot of guys that are really good individually, yeah. but can't get along in a dugout, um, right? Type of thing. But but no, Nettles. Oh, he had a, a career. He had a great career. And what you know, people don't realize. You know, he wasn't a strikeout guy. He. He mm-hmm. was a guy that always made contact with the ball. Now, he was his his approach was always more fly ball than anything else, and and stuff. Yeah, but, he was a but, power. Yeah, a lefty, a lefty bat, a lefty bat in Yankee Stadium. You know, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> uh, I I I think he deserves to be in Monument Park in Yankee Stadium. Um, I'm not sure he's got the full stats to get into the Hall of Fame, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's we a guy. should definitely have a monument. Yeah, I don't think we need definitely. to retire nine again, but right, no, still We've done that already. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, you say it doesn't get yeah. enough credit for '77, '78. He hit 37 yeah. home runs in '77, hit 27 yeah. in '78, um, yeah. 32 led the league in '76. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he has the numbers to honestly be in the hall yeah. of fame. I would like the veterans committee to do something about this because oh, yeah. he, he finishes his, his career with 390 home runs. Yeah. His war, which is what a bunch of people, like a, a lot of the voters look at war. Yeah. It, it's right where it's right in the range where a lot of the guys should be what for being in the hall of fame. It's set. It's 67.9. Which right. is right up there. Now, um, now, what about Schmidt? Okay, he would be a guy. I would compare War with Schmidt um, from the Philadelphia uh, Phillies. Mm-hmm. Let me. I'm trying to. Did he get in? Or... Oh yeah, he's he's in. Yeah. There's a guy who had ten ten Gold Gloves, um, and mm. what, ten Gold Gloves and five hundred home runs. I mean, but but I would love to see what his WAR is. Uh, 
Oh, he's 106. Yeah, he's he's yeah. an easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but like, when let you me look see, at other, let me bring up look like at the third baseman. Where's Beltry? Oh, that. Let me see. Well, Helton has 61. Boy. Yeah. Yep. By the way. Oh, yeah. Yep. Beltray. Beltray's at 93. So, yeah, he's a step okay, above. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, I mean, that 70 range of war, of war that that's right, right about where you, you talk about Hall of Fame with players. And, um, right. Nettles is right there. Yep. And I know you've talked about how he's the best defensive third baseman that you, you think you've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The way he would, I mean, I, 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 did, I, I came into baseball and, and wanting to be a fan of baseball at the tail end of Brooks Robinson's career. And Brooks Robinson, mm-hmm. back in the day, the 60s and the early 70s and stuff, Brooks Robinson was the uh, model third baseman and boy, the plays he would make, um, you know, and, and everybody talks about, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the, uh, Manny Machado, uh, you know, uh, plays and stuff. Yeah. Manny, Manny has probably the strongest arm. Those between mm-hmm. Robinson and Nettles, those two guys could, I mean, Nettles, like I said, his defense saved one of the, saved the 77 world series for him. Um, uh, there's place of him just, you know, laying flat out horizontal to the ground and grabbing balls, um, yep. and stuff. And, and so there is, you know, they're really, you have really, really good ones. Okay. And I think Machado, cause he's got some shortstop time and as well as third base time and stuff, Machado's Machado does some of the same things, but I've never seen Machado really lay out for a ball. Okay. Um, he, his speed gets him to the foul territory, you know, or gets him to the line really quick. But anyway, I'm sure there's Machado laying out. But, but yeah, I I'm a I'm a huge Nettles fan. I'm a huge Nettles fan. Yeah. Um. Good call. I'm trying to pull up some stuff. So, I, I want to shout out Yankees Files on Twitter. Um, it's kind of where I got. I I realized like, hey, Nettles should be. He's right there. Um, mm-hmm. They tweeted. They tweeted back on, well, yesterday. (laughs) Greg Nettles has 13 more war than David Ortiz in just 130 more plate appearances, won two gold gloves, and has the fifth most homers since integration of any player who played at least 80% of his games at third base. Fell off the Hall of Fame ballot after four years. David David Ortiz got in on the first ballot. Yeah. Of course, they, they have a... They have the the David Ortiz shouldn't be in take. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I, I you can make that take. I mean, make that argument. I think right. the postseason does a lot of the heavy lifting for Ortiz. But absolutely, I, I mean, yeah, and and he's you know, but his and his career is spent as a DH. Um, so you know, for the most part, uh, I, I don't know. I think it was more Boston strong was also a huge emphasis point for him too. Yeah, you know, he, you know, he was he like the center of, yep. yeah, he, he yep. was the at the center of breaking the curse and everything. Like, if if Ortiz didn't go into the Hall of Fame first ballot, like Boston would have, I, I I don't know what, <laughs> I, yeah. I I don't even want to think about what the, they would have been like. Um, you know, back yeah. to Andy Pettit for a second. You, you know, you're 100 percent right. There's a guy who 
um, has a 626 winning percentage, 200. You know, his biggest thing is he's in an era where they, he should be getting real, real, real consideration because, um, you know, nobody's getting 300 wins anymore. And, and uh, that was usually a huge milestone for pitchers getting into the hall of fame, but 256 and 153, um, you know, in, uh, in the time he's doing his, you know, he, in the time he pitched for, and he pitched for 18 years. You know, he actually missed the yep. 2011 year. He came back for 2012 and 2013. Um, yep. But he, you know, there's a guy that, that really has done a, a tremendous amount. And let me see. His war is 60. 60.7. Here's, here's another Yankees Files tweet on Pettit okay. this time. Mm-hmm. So okay. there are only 20 pitchers who, who ever compiled at least 300 – 3,300 innings pitched, 2,400 Ks, uh, strikeouts, and a 117 ERA plus 16 are in the Hall of Fame. The four that aren't are Roger Clemens, Justin Verlander, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, yep. Zach yep. Greinke, I think, I would think yep. he might be going in, and uh, Andy Pettit. Yeah. So, yep. See, it, Pettit might be the only one on that list that is going to end up on the outside looking at, well, Roger Clemens, but right. we, we know you would be right. in if not for some things. <laughs> yep. If not for the PEDs. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that's a, you know, it's a, it's a shame he got associated. Plus, you know, they both went to Houston from mm-hmm. the same time frame too. And uh, yeah, so they're, they're locked at the hip now and everything they do, even though they were, they're both hometown Houston people. Um, but, but yeah. Getting them traded. Took less money to go to Houston because yep. he didn't want to go to Baltimore and be in the division with the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How so. many years does he have left on the ballot? Because he's at thirteen and a half percent on this last vote. Uh, I don't know. Let's take I'm not sure. Man, I figure that out. He goes five years yeah. after his last year, twenty thirteen. So he started twenty eighteen. He's going to finish twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight will be his last year in. And thirteen and a half percent. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about him being able to yeah, climb, make the climb from there. Yeah, I don't see it happening. No. Um, before we get into the the Yankees news of today, I want to mm-hmm. go into that tweet that you sent me about uh, all the Yankees that ha- all all the people who had Yankees connections yep. uh, on the ballot this year. Um, Gary Sheffield. Yep. Uh, did, obviously did not get in. Drops off the ballot. Andrew Jones, obviously known for being for his days with the Braves and right. playing elite center field defense, but he had a about a year or two stretch with the Yankees as a he DH, did. I believe. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, and he he also good. played center. He also played center, and um, mm. for the Yanks too and stuff. And so, yeah, it was it was, it was you know he 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 could he could get a jump on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carlos Beltran, uh, he had 57.1%. So it'll be yep. interesting to see if he can get in someday. Um, is he connected too much to the trash tros? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He might be a, an early tell on how the, the Astros are going to get voted on when they come up for, uh, for that. Uh, next Alex Rodriguez, uh, it would be a, a shoe in if not for, Obvious PED 
connections. Uh, he has 30 for yeah, next to Barry Bonds, he's probably the most egregious uh, in, in, yeah. in in the whole peeing scandals. So, uh, yeah, but the fact that he got thirty four point eight percent, yeah, the fact that he got almost that much, you know, um, you know, there are people saying let him in, but just put them in the separate wing, put them in the PED mm. PED wing of the Hall of Fame. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not in that ilk. So, mm. I think. Uh... I think Bonds got up to pretty high before he dropped off the ballot too. Yeah, yeah. I think he was in like sixty percent, something like that. <laughs> um, so I'll be interested to see how he, how high Arod can get up uh, yep. as far as percentage wise. Uh, Bobby Abreu, who, when you look at his numbers, like he, he had a really great, good career. Like, I think he he might even have a, an argument to get in, but. Mm. Uh, he 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 gets fourteen point eight percent this year, and then Andy Pettit thirteen point five percent, and then uh, you have Bartolo Colon and Matt Holiday dropping off the ballot this year. Bart- Bartolo Colon under five percent, known for his one home run, <laughs> which I saw, <laughs> which I yeah. saw out here out here at Petco Park against the Mets. Yeah. So, I mean, against the Padres. Uh, so. Uh, all right. So, that, so Rodriguez, how many Hall of Fame is always a fun, yeah. fun yeah. topic. So Rodriguez has got two more years on the ballot. Um, a Rod. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah doubt so, he's going to make it then. Yeah. There isn't really much oh, campaigning. No. I for take him that. Either. No, I take that back. He has. He has. Um, uh, let's see, twenty twenty one. He became eligible. 2021, it became eligible for the bit for the ballot, mm. and uh, so yeah, you get till 2031. So, okay, yeah, we'll see how he where he is by then. But yeah, got some time to climb. I don't know. Maybe it'll become a more more of a conversation by then. But we'll see. You, you, yeah, you get past uh, a lot of the writers that have that uh, anti PED bent. You know, and there's a lot of young writers coming in now. So mm-hmm. that's really one of the things that you're going to start seeing is people, the people falling off the as voters um, who were covering that era. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, writers who are staunch against anyone with any PED connections. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Those guys are not going to be voting as much. Um, yeah. Lastly, before we move on to. The Yankees' new road uniform, but uh, new old road uniform. New old, right? <laughs> but uh, I think CC Sabathia is going to be eligible for uh, Hall of Fame next year. So, yep. Um, I think we all know he has the numbers to get in. Uh, I don't. I wonder where he's gonna, what, what he's gonna finish with on the first ballot. But um, I think he's gonna get in, uh, maybe next year, maybe soon after that. But. Either way, he, he he does have the potential to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's, I mean, he's not a Mariano Rivera or a or Adrian Beltre um, from that perspective. But yeah. boy, he's he's got a solid career and uh, <clears throat> three thousand strikeouts. Yeah, yep, that's huge milestone. The three thousand strikeouts is, are going to get him get him in. Yeah, get him in. Yep, and yeah, the sixty two point three career war. Yeah. 
and a, and a 19 year career. I mean, that's pretty darn, yeah. pretty darn good. You that, know, and uh, I think there's a video playing, Brian, that I oh. can hear. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I think that's um, Adrian Belter is uh, speaking. <laughs> still now? I don't, I don't have anything up now, right? It's all done now, right? Can you still hear it? It's still playing, yeah. Huh. Hmm. Well, I don't have anything <laughs> up, so. All right. It's pr probably one of those autoplay videos. And when you okay, there, there we go. <laughs> okay, I just killed a few of the the uh, baseball reference sites. I, have. Uh, I, Sorry. I, I'm here. I'm still hearing something. Oh, there should be like if you look up on your tabs, there should be something where like a where still it here? shows that sound is playing. Yeah, I still yeah. hear it. Ah. I don't have anything. <laughs> Nothing going. Sorry. Uh, echo cancellation. Let me put that on. Um, that can't be changed. That's not, no, I still hear it. You sure that's me? Yes. Uh, I hear it through my headset too, but I'm not. Oh my God. All right. I think that was on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, baseball reference did it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I killed all, right. all my baseball reference sites. So, um, all right. Anyway, but apologize all right. for that. No, 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 no worries. <laughs> did the same thing. Um, so good. But yeah, CC yeah. on the ballot next year. I think he's going to be great. So, yeah, he's going to get got a great. He's got a great eventually. war. Yeah, he'll get in. He'll get in over time. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think who else was eligible for the ballot next year. Because nobody really, uh, Yankees is affiliated. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to get into the new jerseys? Let's go. Let's go. You know, what it's do you, not what just do you black think? and there white. Was some... It's not just black and white. You have to be in the gray. So that's what, that's my lead in. That's my lead in. So, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what did you think when they announced that? You know, I, I'm probably I was saying I'm probably going to miss the uh, the white outline on the N on the New York and the on the lettering and the uh, uh, and the black stripe a little bit. And then yeah, and the numbers and the black stripe a little bit. But it looks kind of yeah. cool. It does look good. You know, it looks clean. Mm -hmm. um, somebody flashed a picture yesterday. I'll, I'll try to find out and give him credit, but somebody flashed a picture yesterday of uh, Mickey Mantle greeting Roger Maris at home after a home run in the old grays. And, uh, yeah. and of course, back then the old grays were wool, you know, it wasn't, it, yeah. you know, it wasn't today's synthetic fiber stuff that we're getting. Um, but no. it looks, it looks clean. It looks, uh, you know, it looks clean. It looks good. Um, uh, you know, I'm probably one of those guys that's like, you want to make it really pure, get rid of the Nike swoosh. But you know, yeah. MLB is not going to do that. So, no. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm okay with it. I, I think you know, there were a lot of memories from like those '90s teams with the, uh, the white, the, yeah. the ones that they they currently had. But yep, you know. Make some and, new memories with this one. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that, and I think that's some of what they're doing is they're they're uh, they're coming at it with a whole fresh start on multiple fronts this year, not just the roster. Yeah, and it's just interesting because I think this might be even be like a new thing that Nike is pushing, where they're 
taking away the white backdrop on some of the the uniforms because they did it with the Mets black uniforms too. They took yeah. the white outline off of those. Hmm. So I I think this is probably Nike's idea, but I think the Yankees probably weren't opposed to it. Right. Uh, obviously, because they're going to go ahead and going to go ahead with it. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it'll be it'll be interesting. Of course, it's it's good that they aren't changing the home home uniforms. So <laughs> yeah, that that would be that would cause a lot of stir if they did anything to those. So yeah, well, yeah, it, it would. Uh, although, you know, every once in a while, when the Yankees, I, I, how about any of their exhibition or their spring training uniforms? Would you go with uh, any of their stuff like the uh, the dark the dark blue uh, with the white NY? Um, don't like you're wearing uh, for like, like a, you're wearing. Yeah, like what you're uh, wearing, yeah, like yeah, for like an alternate road uniform, maybe. Yeah, an alternate road Sunday uniform or something. I, I wouldn't. I I personally wouldn't be opposed to it, but I'm I'm not like asking yeah. for it either. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know, like MLB's got these city connect uniforms going around yeah, a lot, around okay. the league and the yep. Yankees have not made one. It doesn't seem like they're going to make one. They're going to, they're going to push that back as far yeah. as possible because you know, those alternate uh, teams wear those at home. So, yep. <laughs> you know, it, if they come out really... with one of those, it's not going to be very different from what uh, right. the Yankees normally wear. I would think. Yeah, the Padres have the uh, the uh, the City Connect uniform, which looks like a series of flavors of sherbet. That, that oh yeah, uh, you know they have, and it and it's all very very prominent and stuff and everything. I, you know, as a traditionalist, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? But they're a huge hit out here. They're a huge hit, yeah. and they're a huge hit with the uh, with the uh, Latin American and Mexican community. That's uh, that's makes up a large a large part of San Diego. And so, those are one of the better ones, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah, those ones, the Marlins ones, are pretty good. Yeah, um, but like the yeah. ones like the Cincinnati Reds, the yeah. they have like the black ones that they wear. I didn't like those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now the Padres, the Padres also have a connection with the military out here. They really got a tight connection, and on Sundays they wear right. their cami uniform. Um, which is white pants. And then it's either, a, it used to be a, a brown and yellow camouflage. Then it became a, a blue camouflage type of thing and stuff. But so Friday night yeah. was city connect and Sunday is the, uh, the military connect. And so, yeah, um, and that's always been good. That's always been part of, as long as I've been out here, it's been part of what they do. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember watching, uh, you know, Juan Soto home runs from last season and seeing the both of those uniforms. Yeah. Um, and that's a good segue to there you go. Uh, Michael, the article that came out, it was uh, Michael King's comments on the the trade. Um, and when you read them, it's like it's not a surprise what he says, you know. So yeah. I'll, I'll read I'll read the quote here. Uh I continue to praise AJ Preller and be confident in saying, I feel like the Padres won the trade. I feel like the talent we've gotten, I was shocked to see the Yankees part with that many people. Obviously it's Juan Soto. So you have to give up a big package, but I was pumped to see who was coming with me to San Diego. I know they're going to contribute this year and for years to come. Right. Which, I mean, that's, that's not a surprise. You know, you're going to say that 
the trade that you were part of the team that you're going to won the trade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and they could very well win the trade if Juan Soto leaves after this year and the Yankees exactly. don't win a World Series. So Exactly. And and that's you know, that's the, the key is can they can they can the Yankees hold on to Soto uh, for his next contract? And um and that, and yeah. I would think that that alone will make the shift to you know, to to the trade. So mm-hmm. um Yeah. Because it was all about getting Soto, getting a lefty at bat, getting an outfielder a corner outfielder, you know, I mean, the Yankees just checked so many boxes, you know, with that, with that one trade yeah. and they had the resources in pitching to do it. Now, what I'm equally happy about is that they stopped is that they didn't go and give up more pitching um, and everything. And now they're in a, you know, um, when do we get to the comments about, you know, the free agent signings and stuff, but the, uh, you know, the idea right. of them, you know, saying, okay, we're going to hold on to Beater. We're going to hold on to Warren. We're going to hold on to, um, you know, all the you know, all the guys that 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 uh, are still left. King did a great job for last year, and I was sorry to see him go. Uh, but the good news is he'll be out here, and uh, and probably we'll get to see him on occasion. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Yankees you know. will be out there this year too. Yes, yes. So, um. Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously wish Michael King well. He was one of my yeah. favorite Yankees over the last two years. Um, yeah. You know, of course, his his elbow injury in 2022 was kind of the start of the struggles that year. Um, yeah. That that injury was huge. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we discussed it when the trade happened. You know, you're, you're going to have to give up something that hurts for Juan Soto. And the Yankees dealt from a, an area of the organization where they can develop Right. Uh, from within pretty well to yep. they, they feel like they can develop to make up what they lost yep. in that. Yeah. And I, I believe they can. So I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna forget Higgy either. Higgy was a Higgy's a good yeah. a good part of that trade. You know. So um Yeah. And we'll just see they how need a will. backup catcher. Yeah. He's yep. he will do a good job. Yeah, and he's from California. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um I want to touch on this Josh Hader signing with the Astros. How are you right. feeling about that? It was, he signed for about ninety-five million. He's like nineteen million a year. Yeah. Um, what's your take? Well, okay, he he was in the Astros organization prior to this, so it's a what kind of a welcome back thing for him um, and stuff. The Astros just subtly got better again. <laughs> you know, that's mm. you know they. They, um, I don't know whether he's worth all of that, but, but, um, you know, he, he is a good, he, he, he doesn't give up a home run. He, he never gives up a home yeah. run. So, and he pitches one inning at yeah, a time. He's... So you can count once she's in and he's out, you're done with him. So, but yeah. Josh Hader's one of the best relief pitchers of all time, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to go mm-hmm. down as one of those. Um, yep. But, you, you know my stance on paying relievers. You know, the yeah. Yankees learned their lesson. Uh, the Yankees paid Chapman and Britton combined $30 million a year for a number yeah. of years, and it didn't work out. Yeah. And if, you know, there were some takes about, hey, why didn't the Yankees sign Josh Hader? Like, did, did people not see what, what happened in 2018, 2019, <laughs> through 2021 when those guys were still on the payroll? If... Yeah. If the Yankees had signed Josh Hader to that deal, I would have been like, 
Brian Cashman straight to jail, please. <laughs> like, I really? Wow, you got some strength uh, in this one, you know? Um, I think, you know, I, I don't think they needed anybody from, you know, in the back end. And I think they've got enough guys coming up. And, you know, they've proven that you get somebody in Matt Blake's pitching lab, they can, they can make, they can make them better. And, um, yeah. And I think, I think they look at Clay Holmes, look at yeah. Ian Hamilton. Yeah. That nobody's pretty much. Yeah. Came in Wandy, and, and Wandy Peralta. Wandy Peralta yeah. came in with a five ERA from the West Coast and, and, and ended up doing great, you know, and, and everybody's got a situation. And I think this is maybe where metrics does it, you know, uh, sabermetrics and all that stuff does a good job. They've got guys based on situations. Um, do they overplay it sometimes? Do they overthink it? Probably, uh, you know, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, I just think they've, they, they, you know, the, the rumors now are rather than sign a hater, they're going to go back to the well for uh, Wandy. They're going to go back to the well again for uh, Keenan. Uh, what's his last name? Uh, Middleton. Middleton. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think they've been I mentioned think, with Narice, but yeah, Jack Curry seems to think that's not happening. Right. We'll right. see. Um, I, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I love, I love, I love the Weaver signing. Okay. You know, three shorts, three starts with the Yankees last year, three really good starts, and now they bring him back, and they're like, okay, let's let's see what we can do here. So, um, yeah, the Yankees you know? kind of quietly filled those roles of like, hey, this is where Vasquez and Brito were, you know, yep, yeah, with those type of signings, um, and of course they got guys like Will Warren who they like coming up, yeah. um, and are going to be ready to contribute this year. Uh, whether that's in the bullpen or as a spot starter. Um, last thing on Hater I have is, you know, with them signing Hater to that deal, and the Astros don't exactly have like a big, as big a but they have a pretty significant budget, but yeah. they don't have anywhere near the the budget that the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Mets do. Um, and Alex Bregman's a free agent next year. Jose mm. Altuve is a freight free agent next year. Are they going to keep both of those guys? History says no. I would be, I, I would kind of be shocked if Altuve doesn't stay because he just seems like a career Astro type right. of guy. Right. But I kind of expect Bregman to be on the on the out on the way out. There was a lot of um, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of scuttlebutt about that this year. That you know after the season after the season ended, what are they going to do with Bregman? You know because um, he's coming yeah. due and. Uh, and there was a lot of scuttle about that. He was, as you said, he, he may not stay. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People were talking about him getting traded because this is the last year of, his, of control that they have. But I mean, the Astros have kind of showed that they just keep guys through however yeah. long they have them. You know, they did it with Correa and Springer as well. Um, yeah. But the Yankees this were mentioned thing. with. Yeah. Well, no, go ahead. what were you going to say? I was uh, Yankees were mentioned with. Oh, yeah. Well, Net Yankees were mentioned with Norris. Andy Martino thinks that thinks that he could be in their price range. Jack Curry kind of doesn't, uh, and he thinks Wandy or Middleton is probably the way they go. Which I, I think that's fine with me. I, I I actually really liked what they did with Middleton after he came over. Uh, of course, yeah. that was the dead part of the season last year, but yeah, uh, he <clears throat> looked, he looked pretty good in his time. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um. 
And they got him so out of the was on... white, they got him out of the White Sox organization, right? Which was a, a that was yes. a dumpster fire back then. So that was Yeah, it was uh, he came over and was kind of ranted about how toxic <laughs> it was there. Uh but yeah. Um Yeah, he was like, Yeah, there were no rules over there. And I loved the the shaving the beard rule. So I was yeah. just so happy there was a rule. <laughs> uh which caught caught people's attention, of course. Um, Aaron Boone was on WFAN yesterday. Of course, he was on foul territory about a week ago, too. Um, but you know, he said much of the same things on the uh, on WFAN as he did on foul territory. So, I I, I have some notes on the uh, WFAN uh, interview uh, that I listened to uh, last night. Um, so he starts the interview. The first thing he talks, he was asked about is. Brian Cashman's rant at the GM meetings. Um, and it was just asked what he thinks about it. And, you know, it, Boone goes, he was coming to the defense of a lot of people he thinks are really good at what they do, uh, meaning the people in the front office. And, right. you know, he said, you know, thinks it's a therapeutic thing for him to defend things after catching a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, you know, he says, you know, <clears throat> normally a lot of people, uh, you, know, you know, they would, they would defend themselves. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I said normally they would defend themselves, but, uh, uh, at a certain point you have to, uh, or you'd have, you have to like come back with some fire. (laughs) So, uh, I think I'm getting an echo on Brian's end, um, at this point, but it's okay. It's okay. Plugging in my battery. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of uh, so some bumps in the road on this recording here, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, my 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 computer was about ready to die. I forgot to plug it in before yeah. we started this morning. So <clears throat> sorry yeah. about that. But but uh, it's all good. Yeah. So, uh, but I I I'm glad Cashman ranted. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, it's about it's about time for him to, uh, you know, well, I guess I should say it's kind of in theme for the way this offseason is going. You know, he ranted. He ranted during the uh, the uh, winter meetings uh, with yeah. with uh, some of the questions he was getting from Joel Sherman and others and, and stuff. So I think, you know, there's a lot of ifs, but that's the challenge this year with the Yankees, you know. Um, the good news is they didn't necessarily just roll it all back and and try to go all over. You know they no. they brought Soto in. They they've upgraded there. You know Verdugo. All these guys have, you know, they've got depth. You know in in the uh, they've got major league depth in in the lineup now, and yeah. and and that's all good. So <clears throat> you know. I remember you were one of the optimistic <clears throat> ones after that rant when a yeah. lot of people were not not feeling great about yeah. what this off season would come it, it, you know when i thought there would be more when cashman went on that rant yeah, yeah. When, when cashman went on that rant people a lot of people were just like oh they're just going to roll back the same thing but nope yeah. they went out and got soto and they you yep. know they they tried for yamamoto and they got stroman yeah um and they got a, they, they made a lot of honestly i think good depth moves uh yeah. this off season as well Okay, so um, we skipped over we skipped over Snell. Okay. 
Oh, right. I didn't know he would, the Yankees were the only team to make him an offer. Yeah. I mean, I I see it. it, I don't know. With negotiation like that, um, I think you know where other teams stand. Of Of course, like they didn't, they didn't get to a point where they got official offers from other teams. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I, the market is really slow for these guys. All these Boris guys, you know, Montgomery, Snell, yeah. Bellinger, Chapman. Those guys are like the top free agents after Otani and Yamamoto. And they still are like, they have no sign of anywhere. Where well, Chapman, going, you know? However, Chapman did sign yesterday. There was Nance. He was he signed with the uh, Matt with Chapman. Pirates. Oh, oh, Matt Chapman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Not a Roltis. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Matt Chapman still, I have no idea where mm-hmm. he's going to go. It seems like Bellinger's going back to the Cubs, but I don't know what kind of deal he's going to get. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the Yankees made some kind of, they made a six, six-year, $150 million offer for Snell, and he wanted more years, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He either wanted $30 million a year or more more years on that deal. So, um, do you think the Yankees still have a shot at him? Would they Would they make another play for him? Kind of doubt it. Yeah, you know, because they're they're over that Cohen tax now. Yeah, like yeah. basically any signing they make costs double. Like, yeah, yeah. Say they they sign Wandy Peralta to a six six million dollar six million right dollar whatever one year deal. Yeah, that that really costs. 12 million. Yeah. Wow. For, um, so be interesting. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see where Snell goes. Um, I mean, angels are like the only one that feels like a possibility for me. Um, yeah, yeah. I would, I would love Montgomery to, I mean, yeah. Just waiting on Texas, I think. It w- it's going to be really interesting to see because these next, I mean, it's, it's I was looking at uh, Jeff Passon's timeline yesterday and <clears throat> prior to the Hall of Fame votes and stuff, he hadn't made a tweet in like four or five days. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to, I want, I, I thought about sending him a DM saying, dude, are you on vacation? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, nothing's happening. Yeah. Nothing was happening. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Passon's been uh, been he's had a kind of an easy off season ever after uh, all the big fish went, you know. Yep. Soto yep, got yep. traded, Otani, and then Yamamoto. Yep. And he doesn't <clears throat> tweet rumors or anything. If he tweets no, something he when right it's done, it. yep. So, yep. um, yeah. So, next thing on this uh, Boone interview I have is uh, you know, he was asked how judge's voice is valued in the organization. And he said, you know, since signing the deal and becoming the captain, you know, there's a level of respect there for him yep. and Garrett Cole, where yep. they're going to listen to their opinion. They're not going to just willingly just do anything they say, but they're going to take into account, you know, their views and mm-hmm. you know, they're the leaders in the clubhouse. So, yeah, um, it's not exactly surprising, but you know, it's, it confirms a little, a little bit of the thought that we had. Yeah. Right. And we've been, yeah. And, and, and we did, you know, when, uh, <clears throat> when Hal starts talking about the changes they're making to the locker room and, uh, yeah. and things like that, I mean, all that comes from the players basically. And, but also, 
I loved, and we and we've talked about it before. I love how he handles players, new ones coming in, and and um, you know, and, and people in the dugout, and how he, you know, what he did with Weiser, you know. So it was all, you know, <clears throat> he and Cole, and and I'm going to put Rizzo in there too. They really are the three guys who are leading the team. So yeah. Um. Next thing I want to get into is just the overall outfield. There's a bunch of bullet points I have on the outfield. So, yeah. um, so he he says to start, he envisions a lot of center field for Judge, which is what we thought, and that yeah. means more DH days as a result, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, he, there are going to be days when when he wants to get Trent Grisham in the lineup because mm-hmm. you know he's an elite center fielder and you know he can yeah. hit. Yeah, uh, I forget if it's. I think it's lefties. He hits well. Yeah. Um, said left field is a possibility for Judge. Um, and then it, he basically confirmed that the main starting outfield is going to be Verdugo and left Judge and center and Juan Soto and right. Um, he's not as really. He's not very concerned with the injuries in center field for Judge. Um, he kind of made a comment. He commented to Tiki Barber. He's yeah. like Tiki, you'll you'll like this, but I'm not putting him at running back. You know, yeah. it's not like that. Um, he he believes there's a lot more in Alex Verdugo and sees him as an everyday player, despite the uh, the kind of lefty righty splits. He's mm-hmm. a lot he's a lot better historically against righties. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how that's kind of the outfield picture as far as things stand right now. Um, yeah. I think he said, and then, you know, we'll see where the roster is when Dominguez comes back. But, you know, June, July is probably what they're thinking. Right. And Sometime in the summer and, is and what the Yankees have, a, have been saying. Yeah, then you'll have a gluttony outfield when Dominguez comes back and you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> but you also yeah. have, you have time with Dominguez to bring him in slowly. Although... Yeah, and, and he said... He he made sure to say that they're not going to bring Dominguez back until he's ready to play the field. So he's not coming back until he's all the way back, you know. Right. So um yeah. regarding Soto, he said he was asked about it being a one year thing, and then he kind of made a snide remark to Evan Roberts and he was like, Well, I hope I, I think Evan hopes it's a one year thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, because he Evan's a Mets fan. Yes. Um and, you know, he said, you know, we'll try to make him comfortable and make him, you know, make it so he loves his one year as a Yankee uh, and wants to come back. But at the end of the day, Monday's going to talk. Yeah, which that's 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 true. Without a doubt. Without <laughs> uh, a doubt. Yeah. Um, he said he ta- he talked about Giancarlo Stanton. Um, he said he, he still sees him as, as like an everyday player because Evan Roberts kind of asked him if he's like a platoon type of guy now because like yeah. he still hit lefties well last year. Uh, Stanton did. He struggled against righties. That was kind of just the, the Yankees as a whole, to be honest. Um, but Boone said, you know, that the body composition, you know, changes that they're, they're having him make. Uh, right. It's probably going to help him. They 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 have hope that that's going to help them bounce back this year. Yeah. Which the Yankees kind of built their roster on. They built it to the point where they don't absolutely need Stanton to have like exactly. the amazing year that they exactly. You know? Yeah. If he's in, he's in. If he's like, out, oh well. And 
And, if he's uh, out, Soto's the DH, and then Trent, yeah. Trent Grisham's the center fielder, and then eventually Dominguez, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. Ar- it, it arguably makes their flexibility on the roster easier without Stanton there. But Yeah. Um, and and, in his and he did say he wants him to play at the field once a week, probably. Yeah, yeah. And in his discussions so. in foul territory and stuff, they were, they you know, uh, when he talked to um, uh, Frazier and, and those guys, they – you know, he was very uh, clear that one of the major things they needed to do this year was just get depth so that one player wouldn't hurt them the way they, the way they ended up, you know, having yeah. last year. And uh, I think they've even mm-hmm. gotten depth associated with Aaron Judge too. I mean, Soto brings that depth to the lineup yeah. uh, and stuff just as just as much uh, in case one of those big guys goes down. So. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it, I would love to see, you know, there's been no pictures of, of uh, Giancarlo and his workouts or any of that that I've seen, uh, you know. There was one a couple media. of weeks ago yeah. or about a month ago that I saw, yeah. you know, he looks a little slainer, a little leaner, I think, mm. you know. Um, we'll just have to, we'll have to see in, you know, the on, was it three weeks? No? Yep. Uh, well, that's pitchers and catchers, but either way, hey, we'll, we'll see, we'll see soon. Early. Yeah, we'll see if he comes in early. A lot of guys are showing up early. A bunch of guys are down there early. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's rattle off the names that were down there. Down there Absolutely. early, just get them out of the way. Um, so Judge is there. Obviously, he lives down in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Torres is down there. I think he lives in Tampa too. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Volpe uh, is there. DJ LeMayu, Austin yep. Wells, Volpe's best friend. Yeah. Um, Carlos Rodon is there. There are yeah. good, good reports on, on Rodon and how he looks. Uh, Boone spoke about him too. Nestor Cortez is there. Jonathan Luizaga is there. Oswaldo uh, Cabrera is there. And Jason Dominguez as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw it, you've seen this, but there was a video that Glaber Torres posted. He has like this batting cage that he owns that him and like Aaron judge and Oswaldo Cabrera were there. They were training oh. this off season oh. um, down in Tampa. Uh, it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I did not and, see that. And Glaber kind of, Glaber kind of speaks on his mindset uh, of like just what he thinks. Uh, and James Rosen was there with that, talking with them and everything like that. It was, mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, those are the guys who are down there early. Um, back to the Boone interview. Um, he was asked about hitting Soto second or third. Uh, of course, on the foul territory mm-hmm. interview, he said, "I think it's going to be Soto second and Judge right. third." Right. And you know, on the on WFAN, Evan Roberts brought up the 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 numbers that Soto has when he hits second, and basically, he's it was like they're they're not as good as when he hits third. And Soto has expressed that he likes he prefers to hit third. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Boone was basically just like, you know, if he's going to play the majority of the season at second, he's going to like he's going to he's going to hit, you know, yeah. that that's probably like, like I, I have no I, I kind of subscribe to that view as well. Like if he's going to play the majority of the season at second uh, uh, in the second in the two hole, yeah, yeah. he's going to he's going to put up numbers like he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but his, his big thing I think too, he'll play uh, with both of them. When you think about it, you know, his <clears throat> he has an on-base percentage of over 400, right? And so 
<clears throat> you know, he's he's going to be on base, and you want to have you want to have Judge yeah. swinging with guys on base. Um, yeah, and, and, and in my mind, so you know, you so whether you know you got DJ in the leadoff or Glaber in the leadoff, whoever that's going to be, uh, you know, you have you'll have guys on base for both of them potentially, but more importantly, Judge is going to have guys on base. <clears throat> you know, unless Soto is is enamored so much with well, the uh, the right field short porch that you know he's you know Judge is coming up yeah. to bat with nobody on base because Soto's already cleared him. So that's the, that's the thing is like Soto Soto will get more pitches to hit as well. You know, with with protection from Judge, absolutely, yep. And you want him to be able to do damage, and then yep. when he's not, when he doesn't get those, you're hoping he's going to get on base by a walk yep. or something like yeah. that. Which, yeah. But if if you hit him third, and especially if like, let's say like Giancarlo is struggling or Rizzo, Rizzo. isn't fully bounced back, yeah. Soto's going to like set the league record in uh, in walks basically. Exactly. <laughs> you bat him yeah. third ahead of those guys, which you don't yeah. want. Yeah, so it makes um, a whole lot of sense to put him in the two hole. Yeah, um, yeah, you want him doing damage. Um, we talked about the leadoff spot. He's he mentioned DJ Glaber and Verdugo as, as possibilities right now, mm-hmm. uh, which are the three guys that we've talked about. I think. Uh, and yeah. then he said maybe Volpe later in the season if he gets if he gets going early, early in uh yeah in the year if he's having a good year then maybe him yeah um, we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of a lot of uh, different lineups in spring training for for a while so yeah um you mentioned Peraza and Cabrera as utility guys which not a surprise um. You know, he basically named the starting infield of Rizzo, yeah. Glaber, Volpe, and uh, DJ. Right. Um, and then lastly, he was he said he's excited about Carlos Rodon's winter, and he said, you know, the ability didn't go away, and the biggest thing for him to focus on is just physically being ready to pitch every fifth day rather than being like, oh, I got to show off my stuff and like, I got to really impress in spring training training. And, you know, I, I need my right. start, my first start of this season to be, you know, a statement, you know, that's not the priority. The priority right. is being able to pitch 25 yeah. to 32 games a year. And if that <clears throat> happens, he's probably going to be really good. Yeah. That, yeah. They need, they need that's kind of my mindset too. Absolutely. They need innings yeah. out of these, out of these starters. Now they need to, they need to get into a situation where they can count on three to four guys all the time. And then that fifth guy, they just rotate around based on what's going on. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. That's good. That's so, good that he's, and, and, and of course with Rodon being down there now, they've got everybody excited. I mean, even you know, they got, they got Cashman excited. So, um, you know, that they, they got a lot yeah. of guys down there early trying to get everything done. Really good. Yeah. But last thing on Rodon is Boone also said that, you know, he's getting reports from guys in the organization that say Rodon looks better right now than he did at this point last year, which is yeah. like before any of the injuries happened yeah. too. So that that's good. Um, yeah. And uh, I like, the, I have one, I like, Brian, I, I, yep. 
No, I was, I was just going to say, Brian Cashman spoke on MLB Network Radio, I think. And I think that was right after Marcus Stroman had his yeah. uh, Zoom press conference, which wasn't very much to note there. Um, you know, he said he feels like he's a good fit with the Yankees. Yep. And, you know, he broke bread with Brian Cashman, put all yep. this stuff in the past behind them. Yep. Um, and regarding, he said, we're still monitoring the pitching market via, via free, uh, free agency and trades. I would imagine free agency is ex like pretty much exclusively uh, relievers, unless mm. like Snell's price comes way down or something like yeah. that, and they and they do like a one year type of thing. Um, and then trades, I I actually kind of think like they're they're monitoring like, hey, if Shane Bieber's price comes down for the Guardians, and then and they actually want to trade him before the start yeah. of the season, that they would be open to it. But I, I don't think they're going to trade him for the yeah. start of the year. So. I think they're pretty comfortable with where yeah. they're, they're at right now. Again, <clears throat> we hope that the injuries yeah. uh, aren't the, uh, you know, there's there's going to be injuries throughout the season. We just hope it's not the same guys and repeat performances. Right. So, yeah. You know, when you think about it, they've got a good group of starters on the staff right now. And uh, Cole, Rodon, Schmitz. Cortez, um, Stroman, um, and then even Weaver, throw Weaver in there as, as one of the extended mm -hmm. guys. Um, <clears throat> and that's not even talking about the rookie guys. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it, it sounds like there's some depth there already. So. Yeah. I, I think Fangraphs has the, uh, the Yankees has like the number four projected pitching staff in baseball, which, you know, a lot of people who, are slamming on the table for another like big pitching signing. You know, I, I think they're kind of underrating the Yankees pitching right now, uh, but yep. I, I, I will acknowledge that there is some real downside with it, you know, with the injury mm -hmm. possibilities with, you know, Rod yeah. Rodon is a question mark as far as bouncing back and, you know, Stroman coming off injury um, yeah. and then, Cortez. you know, Nestor yeah. as well. And, you know, I think Schmidt is kind of going to be a reliable, at least innings eater type of yeah. pitcher. Um, yeah, I think what they want to do. You don't want Schmidt it to is, be the number two, so no, absolutely not. And and you know, Schmidt <clears throat> had a, around a four ERA last year. Um, you know, for the time he was, but he but he made every start, and that was the beauty of his season. Yeah. He just made every start. And I think if they can and he get got something better like that, as it went along yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, and and his his one inning one inning a start that he would you know. Uh, <clears throat> have the have the ran dump, have the mind farts and the heavy the heavy hits and stuff. It was always just one inning. It was never you know never a consistently bad start. Yeah, it was just one inning. So yeah. All right. So yeah. We want to do um, history now. Yeah. So um, this time of the year, it's kind of there's there's a lot of moments and a lot of blurbs out there for history and everything. Um. The uh, and it was I just, I want to follow through on the one that we did a couple of weeks back with uh, with uh, uh, Fred Lynn and actually I guess it was just last week. Um, it came up it came up in the history moments this week that um, he ended up the the Red Sox front office made a made a terrible mistake um, <clears throat> in the and uh, and what led to his trade to uh the california angels was the fact that they they didn't get him his offer his offer didn't arrive in the mail prior to him becoming a free agent 
And so then they ended up having to trade him and a couple of other players to the uh, California Angels just trying to get something for him and stuff. Um, <clears throat> he he talks about that because he's a Southern California guy, and I, I follow him a little bit out here once in a while. He he talks about that as a, was a shock to him, and and it was a move he'll never forget. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you know. So uh, so anyway, just to follow through on that, had not not much to do with the Yankees because uh, this time yeah. around, other than it was just a follow through on his career and stuff. Um, and then of course, uh, yeah. you know. After that, you you, you have, um, you know, he had a really, again, a really strong career. He's got both, knee, you know, now now as life goes on, he's got both knees replaced and stuff, and he's on the golf course playing with guys like uh, Roger Clemens and others in some of the tournaments out here. Yeah. 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 So, interesting. That's about yeah. it, though. Yeah. Uh, kind of late on this, uh, you know. You, historically, you know, free agency is probably wrapped up by this point, usually. Yeah. Um, Yankees like to get their business done in November and December in the past. Yep. So you know, history moments are kind of late at this point, but, you know, spring training coming up. So we'll we'll have some stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to wrap up the episode. Um, so, Brian, anything else you wanted to add before we sign off? Let's hope for some excitement in the free agent market and uh, some of these some yeah. of these end of these last two weeks. It has been super slow, and um, you know, <clears throat> as you said, big names on the market, so they've got to go someplace and they've got to try to to get in to get in on things soon. So uh, let's hope we got all some Scott more news Boris to talk next agents. Week. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, maybe, well, maybe maybe Scott had maybe he had uh, maybe he's just holding out to make sure. This tax year for him is going to be an okay year, which is why everybody's sliding in 2024 for their decisions. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. That's a uh, he's doing what he usually does, you know. He's yeah, and Harper and Machado went towards went, went into spring training without yeah. teams, so yeah, we'll see. Um, so we'll be back next week, hopefully, with some news, maybe a relief pitcher signing or, or a trade or something yeah. like that. Uh, well, either way, we'll be back and, uh, you know, thanks for listening in this week and tune back in next week. Let's go Yankees.